All right, Casey. What's up? Hey. All right, so let me see if I get this straight about what we're talking about today, okay? Okay. All right, so basically God, he's out there, and he gets he gets a little sensitive. So he tells all the Israelites to back the fuck up, especially Corey and Abercrombie. And <laughs> Corey and Abercrombie have a friend. For some reason, they have pissed God off. And so they're like, if anybody takes a step around these motherfuckers i will kill you and then uh for some reason god opens up a sarlacc pit underneath them and like kills the three cory and abercrombie and the friend and so well, then we god call, we can call the friend fitch fitch Aber, abercrombie and fitch yes and cory yes the, god created a sarlacc pit underneath them and swallowed them up whole and and then made the other Israelites bang out a, a coffin lid to which only, for some reason, only Aaron could come and burn incense over it in, in support of God. I don't know why he's so picky about our Aaron. But, you know, after, after that, uh, God ordered all 12 tribes to pick... <clears throat> God ordered all 12 tribes to write their names on their dicks. And then, <laughs> by the morning, Aaron was the only one that grew a set of nuts. So, uh, you know, he he was the one that was going to be getting all the tithe money. And then, like, he's actually got to give some of the tithe money to God, but the rest of it he gets to keep, like 90%. So, uh, and then that's what we're talking about today. Is that, I mean, is that pretty legit? It's closer than usual. <sighs> Yes. <laughs> Next time we gotta, I gotta work harder on getting farther away from it. <laughs> well, I mean, you fucked up their names. Um, they definitely don't write names on dicks, but they write names on sticks. And since it rhymes, we'll give you a point. No, no, no. Technically, they're rods. Technically, they're staffs. They're rods. Staffs. His rod is gonna bud and grow nuts. Almonds. Nuts. What's up, heathens? How are you guys doing today? How are you doing, Casey? I'm good. Hi, y'all. Uh, today, we're going to be going over some more Bible, so I hope that you're staying tuned for that. Um, I would like to say hello to the four or 500 new people that came over from Professor Stick's page. I really appreciate you guys. Um, I hope that you enjoy your time here on the GE page. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's get into it. What are we starting off with? I know God's pissy because God's always fucking pissy. And the Jews are bitching because Jews are always bitching. <laughs> Basically, now that the Israelites know that they are essentially condemned to the desert for the rest of their lives, right? They're never going to make it to the land of milk and honey. We talked about that last week. Yeah, you got to have that milk and honey in right. your coffee in the morning. Otherwise, you just, you will bitch. Maybe that's why the Jews bitch all the time. They don't have their milk or their honey to put in their coffee in the morning. Are you talking about that because I'm drinking coffee? No, I'm just talking about it because who the fuck just eats milk and honey other than if you're pairing it with coffee? It's a metaphor. Or cereal. You'd eat cereal with milk. But and not honey. No, you would not put honey. Honey in oats there. of Jews. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just ignore him. <laughs> the Israelites. They're clearly upset about the circumstances, right? Because they left Egypt thinking that they were going to go to this promised land, and now they know that they're never going to be there. So the some of the Israelite people decide to gather and challenge. Uh, Moses and Aaron's leadership, right? So we have Korah, <clears throat> who is a son of Levi, and then a couple sons of the tribe of Reuben. Um, we've got Dathan and Abiram. Abiram. Oh, that's Abercrombie, right? Well, I guess Abiram would be Abercrombie 
and Datham would be Fitch for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Those are some skinny fucks, I gotta tell you. Their clothes <laughs> never fit my fat ass. <laughs> They're also way overpriced. Do they even have Abercrombie and Fitch anymore? Does that even exist? Uh, I don't know. Probably. There's pretentious people out there. <laughs> maybe Sp- some people just like what their clothes are like. Uh, maybe. I, I just know. can't justify spending that much money on clothes. Uh, I mean, yeah, I can't either. Nor- normally, I'm, I mean, the most I'll spend on like a t-shirt is like 25 bucks and that's... I mean, that would have to be, like, one of the customized ones from, like, my friends that I'm actually wanting to support. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, they become insolent. These three gather together, and they grumble and piss and moan. And then they gather people around them to rise up against Moses. So, these people go as a group, and they tell Moses and Aaron, you have gone too far. The whole community is holy, every one of them, and the Lord is with them. Why do you set yourselves above the Lord's assembly? Well, Moses hears this and falls face down. I don't get what it is with people falling face down. This happens quite a bit, and it's awkward. I can't imagine what I would do if I was sitting there talking to somebody and said something they didn't like, and they just threw themselves on the ground, face in the dirt, like having themselves a hissy fit. Well, I mean, we experience that every couple of weekends, don't we? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, but he's eight. Well, yeah, he, he is eight. These and, are grown-ass I mean, adult people. <laughs> yeah, these are grown-ass men. <laughs> they are. Okay. They are. So he fell face down and said to Korah and his followers, in the morning, the Lord will show who belongs to him and who is holy. And he will have that person show who belongs to him and who is holy. And I just read that line twice. <laughs> well, yeah, I, ha- I do have to be honest. In our pre- pre-study pre meeting here, I mean, I-, I did kind of like get really confused with the names because, I mean, they have these fucking long names and we can't have just simple goddamn names like Corey. Abercrombie's not so simple, but I mean that was more to make fun of the name. But you I mean, know, you have Dan. I do have Dan. I wish more of them would be like Dan, Steve, and like I don't know Tyler or something like that. Like that would, uh, those aren't traditional Jew names, but you know it would be nice to have some kind of condensed one so that I could actually keep it up in my mind. That way, by the time that I'm like trying to figure out what the actual story is, I'm still like, wait, fuck, is it Abercrombie or is it Abernathy? Which one the fuck is it? <laughs> well, it, it's a Birum. See? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> anyway. In the morning, the Lord will show who belongs to him and who is holy, and he will have that person come near him. The man he chooses will cause to come near him. I don't know what that means. The man he chooses, he will cause to come near him. You, Cora, and all your followers are to do this. Take censers, which if you don't remember from last time, censers are the little bronze um, things, I guess. I don't know, really. These little bronze things that you put incense and fire in so you can blow incense smoke all over people and choke them to death. Um, So he tells them, take censers and tomorrow put fire and incense in them before the Lord. The man the Lord chooses will be the one who is holy. You Levites have gone too far. So wait a second. So before he puts the Levites in charge of like the church and everything like that. Now the Levites have gone too far and he's taken away that thing. Well, so no, the Levites weren't priests. Aaron and his sons are the priests. Okay. The Levites are basically there to assist Aaron and his sons. But so it's like, it's kind of like a hierarchy. You have Moses, then you have Aaron and his sons, then you have the Levites, and then you have the rest of the tribes of Israel. Okay. But so, but the Levites have gone way too fucking far. Well, yeah, because now they want to be the priests. They're basically saying Aaron and that Aaron and Moses aren't holier than anybody else. 
And of course, God has said time and time again that Moses is his man. And if he can't do it, no one can. Look, look, last time I checked, the Levites were not covered in God's glory, which as we all know is a code word for cock and balls. Okay, God has had his cock and balls on both Aaron and Moses from day one. So I don't want to hear shit, Levites. Right. Well, that's basically what Moses is saying. I've got God's balls in my mouth. Y'all fucking shut up is what he's saying. (laughs) Well, kind of, (laughs) yeah. See, I love it when I say some ridiculous shit and she has to agree. (laughs) I mean, that's not exactly what he's saying, but I mean... These quotes here in this book weren't ever really said either. So, you know, we're we're just winging it here. Moses also said to Korah, Now listen, you Levites, isn't it enough for you that the God of Israel has separated you from the rest of the Israelite community and has brought you near himself to do the work of the Lord's tabernacle and to stand before the community and minister to them? He has brought you and all your fellow Levites near himself, but now you are trying to get the priesthood too? Is it against the Lord? It It is. It is against the Lord that you and all your followers have banded together. Who is Aaron that you should grumble against him? Yeah, who the fuck is Aaron that you should grumble against him? I mean, goddamn, y'all just need to shut the fuck up, get in line, and just do whatever, whatever the fuck he says. He says face down ass up, you fucking get in that <laughs> position quick. Well, I mean, Aaron kind of is the Jew Pope. He's the Jew Pope. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Is he not? No, I would say so. I don't know. what What's Moses at this point? Is he kind of like, you know, the mm. Queen of England kind of thing? I mean, he's just there for ceremonial purposes. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like Moses is, Moses would be a step between like Pope and God. There's a middleman in the middleman? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's not like, I don't know. But see, here's the difference between Moses and and everybody else right god appears face to face with moses moses is the only one who can actually talk with god and like god will communicate with other people but in different ways doesn't that just sound like an elaborate ruse for a hermit to make up like listen okay i communicate face to face with god i don't need any of you fucks in here you know crowding around trying to see god's hiney Yeah, I mean, imagine if somebody did this today. Like, take this story and essentially pick it up and drop it right now. If some guy were to go up to a group of people and tell them that he had spoken with God and God said they needed to do X and if they didn't, they would die. Most people would think that they were super crazy. I mean, when they have when the street preacher people are standing on the street talking about the end of the world and stuff, everybody thinks that they're fucking lunatics. Well, yeah, they do, but not everybody has a sarlacc pit form underneath them and swallow them whole. We haven't gotten to that part yet. I don't know what it is with you and spoilers. I'm just I'm just saying that you know I don't know if a, if a sarlacc pit formed right in front of me and swallowed three people. Actually, it I, swallows it swallows a few hundred or a couple hundred people oh a few hundred god damn Uh, and i i I would i would in all seriousness i would not attribute it to any kind of god or anything like that but i would run away from that fucking sinkhole quick (laughs) i think the difference is that in this case according to the story god tells moses shit moses tells the people that and then that stuff that he tells them happens so they have proof right so Literally, it's third-hand information that the Jews are supposed to accept? No, I mean, it's second-hand, right? Because God tells Moses that's first-hand. Moses tells the people that's second-hand. Well, no, I thought it was 
God tells Moses firsthand, Moses tells Aaron, and then Aaron tells people. Oh, well, sometimes, sometimes, yeah, Moses speaks through Aaron. That is, but that that is something that does happen, but not necessarily all the time. There are plenty of times where Moses has spoken directly to uh, the Israelite people. And that may be something that if you haven't listened to our podcast in the past or really have studied the Bible at all, Moses was not a good public speaker. He didn't like to speak in public and he was terrible at it. So that's why Moses had Aaron with him to talk to the Pharaoh and had Aaron with him to talk to the Israelite people when he came down from the mountain and all the other kinds of things that, that Moses has spoken through Aaron at times, but not always. By the way, I've, I sort of forgot to mention that we're in Numbers chapter 16, if anybody cares to check that out for themselves. Um, so Moses summoned Dathan and Abiram, which I guess are uh, what Amber, Crombie, and Fitch? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> they told Moses, we will not come. So they're they're defying him. They're basically... <laughs> so they say, basically, fuck no. And then continue. Isn't it enough that you have brought us up out of the land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the desert? And now you also want to lord it over us. Moreover, you haven't brought us into the land flowing with milk and honey or given us an inheritance of fields and vineyards. Will you gouge out the eyes of these men? No, we will not come. Yeah, the balls on those guys. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Aaron's about to grow some bigger nuts, though. <laughs> Actually, almonds are tiny, but we haven't gotten there yet. Damn it, John. I said about to. So, anyway, their little monologue really pissed Moses off. And he tells God. So then this little monologue that they do really, really pisses Moses off. So he goes to God and basically says, do not accept their offering. I have not taken so much as a donkey from them, nor have I wronged any of them. I haven't gotten ass from these guys <laughs> at all. <laughs> I knew that was going to come out of your mouth. <laughs> so Moses tells Korah, you and all your followers are to appear before the Lord tomorrow. You and they and Aaron. Each man is to take a censer and put incense in it. 250 censers in all because there were 250 men and present it before the Lord. You and Aaron are to present your censers also. So each man, each man took his censer, put fire and incense in it and stood with Moses and Aaron at the entrance to the tent of the meeting. When Korah gathered all of his followers in opposition to them at the entrance to the tent of the meeting, the glory of the Lord appeared to the entire assembly. So the Lord tells Moses and Aaron, separate yourselves from the assembly so I can put an end to them at once. So this is kind of like a setup. <clears throat> Moses at first goes to God and says, hey, I'm basically going to tell them here, do this and present your offering but I don't want you to accept it. Fuck these guys. Let's kill them. I mean, that's essentially what they're doing. So God's like, all right, I got you, fam. And tells them to step away while he does his thing. His God thing? Yeah. That's that's an indicator of masturbation. <laughs> so what's interesting here, now that they've done this whole setup thing, Moses and Aaron decide, after God tells them to, to separate themselves, Moses and Aaron fall face down and cry out, O God, O God of the spirits of all mankind, will you be angry with the entire assembly when only one man sins? I don't think that they expected God to kill everyone. I think they just expected that God would kill, like, the Abercrombie, Fitch, and Corey and the 250 that stood with them. 
I don't think that they expected him to kill everyone. God damn, talk about a guilt by association. Oh, wait, you're a Jew? Fuck you, too. You're with these motherfuckers over here. Well, that's how Hitler did it. (laughs) (laughs) I can say that because I'm a Jew. Oh, okay. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. Jew. Biologically speaking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the Lord then said to Moses, say to the assembly, move away from the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. And so Moses got up and went to them and the elders of Israel followed them. He warned the assembly, move back from the tents of these wicked men. Do not touch anything belonging to them or you will be swept away because of their sins. So they moved away from the tents of these three guys. They'd come out and they're standing with their wives, their children, um, the people that the men that were with them obviously still still stayed with them because they supported what they were doing. And Moses says, this is how you will know that the Lord has sent me to do all the things and that it was not my idea. If these men die a natural death and experience only what usually happens to men, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord brings about something totally new and and the earth opens up its mouth and swallows them with everything that belongs to them and they go down alive into the grave, then you will know that these men have treated the Lord with contempt. So Moses is becoming a, I mean, not becoming a, pro- a prophet. He's he's reading his eight ball this morning. Right. And right. the eight ball said, the fucks shall die by Sarlacc. So as soon as Moses finished saying all of this, the ground under the three and their families and their shit and their followers opened up, split apart and swallowed them with their households and all of their men, all their possessions. They went down alive into the grave with everything they owned. The earth closed over them and they perished and were gone from the community. At their cries, the Israelites around them fled, shouting, the earth is going to swallow us too. And Fire came out from the Lord and consumed the 250 men who were offering the incense. Oh, so the 250 men, they didn't die by being swallowed. That was just the three dudes and their whole families and all their shit. The 250 he killed by fire. Of course. that That is God's, like, go-to weapon for, like, anything. Whether it be using the wrong fucking incense or standing with people that are defying you. Well, and, you know, what's interesting is that the death by fire because of the censers and the incense and only the priests are allowed to do that right when the priests are Aaron and his sons so <clears throat> these 250 men had censers with incense and and the the temple fire and they weren't Aaron or his sons and if you remember correctly he even killed two of Aaron's sons because they used the wrong fire in a censer right god don't give a fuck you got to do as God says or else you're going to get fireballs shoved up your ass. I mean, it's right there in the fine print. All you got to do is read it. Yep. I mean, it's not even, it's just the regular print. Yeah. Not even fine print. Regular fucking, it's big and bold. It should be carved on those goddamn stones is what it should have been <laughs> well, by God's lightning dick. Yeah. Those would have had to have been very big stones. Mountains to get all of the information that God supposedly gave Moses on the mountain because it wasn't just the 10 you know well right it it was a lot more than that but I mean they could only fit 10 on well the 10 are like the primary deals and then there's over 600 more so God tells Moses tell another one of the other sons of Aaron to take the censers out of the smoldering remains and scatter the coals some distance away for the censers are holy (laughs) 
this sorry this is such a ridiculous thing because i sit here and i picture a field of 250 charred men like smoldering bodies right and somebody just walking through it and picking up these little pieces of bronze these bronze little containers and just being like doop doop doo and picking up all the containers and taking them away and just it's just such a weird thing to think about if you actually think about what they're saying happened right and isn't it kind of odd how frivolous god is with life like just in general yeah like i mean he does not value life no at all. no absolutely not not the life of lives of people no. or the lives of animals or anything else yeah so i mean it's really weird how you know christians oftentimes will be like well god cares about you and your life oh did he care about aaron's sons when he shoved flaming balls up their asses <laughs> I don't think he give a fuck. I think he cared more about his goddamn incense or fire or whatever the fuck they fucked up. <laughs> so the censors were from the men who send at the cost of their lives. So God tells him, hammer the censors into sheets to overlay the altar for they were presented uh, before the Lord and have become holy. Let them be a sign to the Israelites. So uh, Eleazar or Eleazar or however you say his name, the son of Aaron, the priest, <clears throat> collected the bronze censers brought out by those who had been burned up. And he had them hammered out to overlay the altar as the Lord directed him. This was to remind the Israelites that no one except a descendant of Aaron should come to burn incense before the Lord or he would become like Korah and his followers. Which I think is interesting because... Every time I grew up Catholic, for those of you who don't know, and they didn't use incense during every mass, but during mass in which they used incense, are is every priest everywhere like a descendant of Aaron? Is that what we're supposed to believe? Well, I mean, I think the argument against this one, this particular thing would be that it's the Jews and this isn't Christianity. Uh, that Jesus came back and he changed it because all these fucking rules were getting way too many people killed. Well, so what I want, I guess, I guess what I want to know here is which rules are they supposed to follow? Like, was there a checklist between Judaism and Christianity where Jesus was like, okay, yeah, you're still going to follow no homo, right? But <laughs> you don't have to worry about this whole incense thing. And we're not necessarily going to stone women to death who speak, but... They probably should not wear pearls. Like, I don't know. I guess I just, I don't know what. Well, no, now, in, in <clears throat> technically in the Bible, it says that women cannot minister like at all. So, I mean, the women's role is still very much beneath men in general. Well, yeah. In the New Testament. Well, yeah. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to get at. And I didn't have, I mean, I may not have had the greatest of examples, but when you're, when you're, when you're talking about the difference between the Old Testament scripture, which is Jewish scripture, still, still Christian scripture, because this is where they came from. Um, what rules do you not follow and what rules do you follow? Who decided at what did, did and that's what I'm saying. Did Jesus sit down? Did God sit down? Did somebody sit down and put in mark shit off and, and put checks next to the stuff they actually have to do now? Because apparently some shit still applies and some shit doesn't. Because as a Christian, you cannot dismiss the entire Old Testament. You just can't. Because you have core tenets in the Ten Commandments, which are Old Testament. You have core tenets in creationism, Old Testament. 
you have core tenets and all these kinds of things that come from the Old Testament that they still hold true to. So who decided which shit mattered and which shit didn't? Well, <clears throat> I would say I would say society did. Uh, that no single person did. That it was more of a cultural shift in what is acceptable in general. Um, and so I, I think that it was more of a cultural thing because the first century Jews uh, the, uh, or the first century Christians would have been Jewish Christians. So they still would have held to the Old Testament, uh, you know, teachings and rules and everything like that. But they had this new Messiah aspect to their religion. That's what made them part Christian. But they still adhered to it. And so if you really look at how the Christian faith got its start and, and turned into what it is now, I think that you would see that it's more of a cultural shift that determined which things are because they lump them into three different categories. Right. Cultural laws, moral laws, and then, uh, what was it, like uh, ceremonial laws. And so, like, in order to determine which one was which, I think it really depends on what time period you're in. Because the time period would dictate what social norms are there or what is socially acceptable by society. So like when the old Testament talks about owning slaves and how you can beat slaves and uh, you know, without getting in trouble uh, for the time periods uh, that it was in up until about, you know, I would say a little after 1865, you had Christians that wholly believed that you could enslave another human being and that that was biblical. And they even used religion in order to subjugate people that they wanted to enslave. Typically in the past, that would just be people of a foreign nation. And then it gradually moved into black people. <laughs> well, yeah, a racial, dis a racial discrimination. Right, a racial discrimination. <laughs> and so, uh, it, it, but then if you move forward a little bit, you see like slavery being shunned and it's being moved out of you know, a, a, like a social norm and it's, it moves into the fringe and then it's just totally unacceptable. Right. And so it, it's like, if you'll see religion lags behind society a little bit on almost any cultural or societal issue you see, uh, I think the ceremonial stuff probably would have went out first, but then the cultural and the moral stuff, uh, you know, would come later because, like, for instance, with the whole Messiah idea, they got rid of the cultural stuff of Yom Kippur. Uh, they no longer needed to sacrifice anybody because Jesus had made the ultimate sacrifice. My guess is is that killing 20,000 calf, steer, <laughs> lamb, or whatnot a year wasn't a very viable <laughs> option. Right. So, I mean, I think that that was probably a motivator. Uh, you know, for the the stress of of producing enough like uh, young calves and all that, uh, young livestock to in order to sacrifice, I'm sure that put a strain on the Jewish uh, society. Well, and that just further supports the fact that this book, <clears throat> the rules, the the whole structure of religion, Judaism, Christianity, if you can move from one time period gradually into another and your rules change and you have to justify those changes, right? It can't just be like, oh, well, we're just not going to do that anymore, right? There needs to be a justification. Oftentimes they do not have a justification other than it's not socially acceptable. 
not being socially acceptable does not change the fact that these are your God's laws and you are not following them. Not to mention that you're not following them and he's not killing you. So none of this adds up in the grand scheme of things when it comes to the whole idea that this is God's holy book. It's been manipulated time and time again, translated time and time again. It has some books have or some Bibles have some books and other Bibles have other books. And there is no general consensus on what the word of God is. Yet it is the same God and the same scripture, it's just what they're choosing to follow or to not follow for what makes them comfortable. I agree. We really got off on some crazy shit. <laughs> yes, let's get back to this crazy <laughs> Sarlacc story. Okay, so the next day, the whole Israelite community... Sorry, we're, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you back just a second because we had that whole spiel there. We are just now where um, Aaron's son had the censors hammered out and placed over the 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 altar where all of the 250 people were burned to death right okay so the next day the whole israelite community grumbled against moses and aaron because apparently they didn't fucking learn right you have killed the lord's people they said but when the assembly gathered in opposition to moses and aaron and turned toward the tent of the meeting suddenly the cloud covered it and the glory of the lord appeared then moses and aaron went to the front of the tent of the meeting and the lord said to moses get away from this assembly so i can put them so i can put an end to them all at once so again he's trying to kill everybody again why is he wanting to kill his chosen people so much? I don't know, it's, but this happens constantly. It, it seems like he jumps at the chance to fucking kill his his congregants. Like I just don't I don't understand. It's like up oh, Billy over there twinkled his left toe. Fucking kill him. Where's my fireballs at? <laughs> well, I mean, this is his first reaction to like everything. Kill everybody. He has tried to kill the entire Israelite community. So many times he killed everybody on earth, right? In the in the great flood and only saved Noah and his people. He kills people en masse all the time. Don't forget, he almost, like for literally no reason or a mysterious reason, almost killed Moses on his way to Egypt, thereby circumventing this whole fucking thing. But but luckily his wife thought quickly and, and circumcised one of their sons and threw the foreskin at his feet. So, I mean, luckily she thought of that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was quick thinking on her part. Yeah. So what what do you think Moses and Aaron do now? God says he's going to kill everybody. Get away from them so I can put it into them all at once. What do you think they do? Uh, I think they tell him, yo, God, that's not fucking right. You shouldn't do that or else nobody will worship you. Mm, no, actually, kind of not really. Oh, fuck. They fell face down. They, <laughs> they went they went face down ass up. Yes. They were ready to get pounded by yes. him. Yes. Get renamed Israel. <laughs> so they fell face down. Then Moses said to Aaron, take your censer and put incense in it along with fire from the altar and hurry to the assembly to make an atonement for them. Wrath has come out from the Lord and the plague has started. So Aaron did as Moses said and ran into the midst of the assembly. The plague had already started among the people, but Aaron offered the incense that made atonement for them. He stood between the living and the dead, and the plague stopped. But 14,700 people died from the plague, in addition to those who had died because of Korah. 
Then Aaron returned to Moses at the entrance to the tent of the meeting, for the plague had stopped. Oh, so so he just he just gave him the plague. Well, yeah. So Aaron managed to save the living. Right. He saved the rest. He he stopped the plague for, by what he did. But in the meantime, for almost 15,000 people died again. How how does God value life? I don't see how he values life. I mean, I mean, he he would give them the plague for like literally nothing. And yeah. I mean, he does it quickly, obviously. Oh, yeah. He throws a fucking tantrum and it's like and like you die. We need like a sound effect for God killing people. <laughs> <laughs> the scream of thousand people is that what it is the screams of 15,000 people <laughs> so the lord says to moses speak to the israelites and get 12 staffs from them this is the call this is where god calls for rods right <laughs> one from each leader of each of the ancestral tribes so what they have to do with these rods is they have to the leader of the ancestral tribe has to write their name on the 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 rod so like on the tribe of levite aaron's name would be or on the tribe of Levi I'm sorry uh Aaron's name would be on that rod right so Moses spoke to the Israelites gave them 12 staffs one for each of the leaders and um once they got them back uh he he told them the staff belonging to well God told Moses the staff belonging to the man I choose will sprout and I will rid myself of this constant grumbling against you by the Israelites so that's what he tells Moses that he's going to do how Moses is going to know which person he chooses Right. So the next day, was, the guys gave Moses the staffs. Moses went and put him in the tent of the meeting. And oh, sorry, the tent of the testimony. Put him in the tent of the testimony. <laughs> My bad. I should be killed with fireballs. Definitely mm. ball shoved up your ass. <laughs> That's just no. Um. So <laughs> the next day, Moses entered the tent of the meeting. Sorry. Fuck. <laughs> the next day. <laughs> I can't get it together. It's all right. Collect yourself. So the next day, Moses entered the tent of the testimony and saw that Aaron's staff, which represented the house of Levi, had not only sprouted, but had budded, blossomed, and produced almonds. Uh, see? He mm -hmm. grew shit on his dick, and then he grew some nuts. Yeah. I don't, I, don't know why, I don't know why he had to grow stuff on his dick first, but, I mean, at least he grew some balls. Fertil fertil fertilizer fertilizer well you said he grew shit on his dick and usually isn't that can't that be used for fertilizer yeah i guess so yeah why why do we how do we get to these places i don't know it's the bible it says hey he wrote his name on his rod and then a whole bunch of <laughs> shit grew on it and then he also sprouted some nuts <laughs> so therefore aaron grew balls he grew himself a sack i don't i think this is you mm -hmm. you me? Yeah. Nobody else out here is thinking this? They probably are now that you told them to think about it. My job is done. <laughs> so Moses brought out all the staffs from the Lord's presence to all of the Israelites. They looked at them and each man took his own staff. The Lord said to Moses, put back Aaron's staff in front of the testimony to be kept as a sign to the rebellious. This will put an end to their grumbling against me so that they will not die. Have this as a sign to the rebellious. You fucking do. If you fuck up, okay, I will grow nuts on a staff and you will get fucked. <laughs> is what that's supposed to say. Like, oh shit, I don't want that up my ass. Right. So uh, Moses did that. And the Israelites said to Moses, we will die. We are lost. We are all lost. Anyone who even comes near the tabernacle of the Lord will die. Are we all going to die? 
So the people still haven't fucking learned, right? Of course, to be fair, I would probably be scared. You know what I mean? Like, this guy is fucking scary. Well, yes, but when you have an all-powerful dictator that has no value for life, yeah, I'd be fucking scared too. Yeah. Like, if I twinkled my right toe in, in, the wrong, in the wrong light, I mean, who's to say that won't piss him off and he'll kill me just for whatever the fuck? Yeah. So now in Numbers chapter 18, that's where we're moving right now. The Lord tells Aaron, you, your sons and your father's family are to bear the responsibility for offenses against the sanctuary. And you and your sons alone are to bear the responsibilities for offenses against the priesthood. Bring your fellow Levites from your ancestral tribe to join you and assist you when you and your sons minister before the tent of the testimony. They are to be responsible to you and are to perform all of the duties of the tent, but they must not go near the furnishings of the sanctuary or the altar or both they and you will die they are to join you and be responsible for the care of the tent of the meeting all the work at the tent and no one else may come near where you are so again nobody's allowed near the special shit and 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 don't fucking sit on the couch i'm i'm just i'm reminded of that one dave Chappelle skit where he's acting like um oh what's his face rick james rick james bitch <laughs> He's acting like Rick James, and he's on the couch, and he's just like, "Fuck your couch, fuck your couch." <laughs> it, he says the n word yeah, too, but I can't, I can't repeat that, especially as a southerner. Yeah, and and you're white. White southerner. Right. So white cisgen uh, southerner. You have a lot to feel guilty for. I know. Fuck <laughs> me. Okay. So anyway. Uh, you are to be responsible for the care of the sanctuary and the altar so that the wrath will not fall on the Israelites again. I myself has selected your fellow Levites from among the Israelites as a gift to you, dedicated to the Lord to do the work at the tent of the meeting. But only you and your sons may serve as priests in connection with everything at the altar and inside the curtain. I am Well, I mean, hasn't God already specified this? That, that yes. they would be... So why is he having to specify it again? Like, do well, they because, think that they have a learning disability? <laughs> well, obviously the Israelite people do because they thought that they could rise up against Aaron and Moses and take over. Well, yeah, but, but uh, well, I mean, I guess I, I don't understand why God has to repeat himself to Aaron. Because is he talking to Aaron right yes. now? He's talking to Aaron. He's like, you guys will be the priests and the Levites will be the, the fucking helpers, okay? And it's like, well, God, we, we know this already. Um, I didn't tell them to rise up against you or anything like that or burn the wrong incense. Well, right. But I guess he's just reiterating it. And God doesn't really talk to other people. So. Yeah. Okay. Good point. So anyone else who comes near the sanctuary must be put to death because we have to finish every section with that. <laughs> just, just right there. What you got to do is you got to take an arrow and you fuck, them, you fuck them with it. I mean, you just take it, you shove it up their ass and you tell them to get <laughs> on. They'll die eventually. A slow death. So we've got another section that kind of repeats itself. So we're going to take it pretty quickly through this. The Lord continues to talk to Aaron and talks about them being in charge of offerings. Now, if you remember correctly, all of the Israelite people have to provide 10%. They have to tithe offerings to the tabernacle to God, well, to God, essentially to God. Um, but Aaron and his sons get all of that. And then they have to take 10% and offer it to God, basically burn it. So they burn 1% of everything that the Israelite nation has every year, right? And the 9% 
that Aaron and his sons get to keep keeps them fed, keeps them clothed, keeps them housed, gives them money to do the things that they need to do. But there is a downside, I guess. I mean, if you had 9% of everything in the whole entire Israelite society, you would be way more well off than anybody else, right? However, they are not allowed to inherit the land. So when they finally are allowed into the promised land, Aaron and his sons may not inherit any land. Um, Essentially, they can't have any share of it. The share in, in the inheritance is the tithing from the Israelites. Well, you know, I I don't know. This right here just feels like, (coughs) well, I mean, I don't know. I feel like this particular part right here is just a way to kind of turn, to make something look like a negative when it's really, you know, like, like they, they, this is how they really want it to be. Okay. Right. Let me, let, let, let me, let me specify. Cause like, they're trying to spend like, Oh, well we can't inherit land, but we do get all your money <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we get. But you see, here's the thing is that they, they probably, I mean that technically they have to take care of God's, palace or right. you know, temple what temple. the fuck ever mm-hmm. i mean they they probably they, they i'm sure they don't live out there with the common people i'm sure no, they, they don't live, they live at the temple so i mean yeah they don't have land but at the same time they do have land but they're painting it as a negative and trying to make it seem like oh well we don't have land but we do get your money well and you, <laughs> and their livestock right yeah. so they 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 also tithe livestock and grain and all kinds of other stuff so when they do that this gives this gives Aaron and his family all that they need to live plus all of this money and like it comes every single year and then also on top of that anytime that um God decides that he needs anything for anything he just tells the Israelite people hey you need to give me this and they have to give it to him or they will die so it's really a great setup for Aaron's family and uh, and the Levites, essentially, they kind of get a little bit of share in this. Right. But for Aaron and his and his descendants, this is a sweet setup. Yeah. I mean, it really is. So no inheritance among the Israelites. They'll get tithes. Um, but the Israelites must not go near the tent of the meeting. If they do, they will bear the consequence of their sin and they will die. Um, okay, we've kind of already talked about all this. And this this today's section ends with uh, God telling Aaron to talk to the Levites. And he says, say to the Levites, when you present the best part. So the 1% that they give to God has to be the best part. So like the meat, if they're if they're given um, livestock, they get to keep 9%. Uh, well, I mean, they get to keep 90%, right? They get to keep 90% of what they're given. Then 10%, the best 10%, the best cuts of meat, the best part has to get burned and whatever and and offered to God, right? You and your households may eat the rest of it anywhere, for it is your wages for your work at the tent of the meeting. By presenting the best part of it, you will not be guilty in this matter. Then you will not defile the holy offerings of the Israelites and you will not die. So he's telling them that these are the things, if you do these things, you will die. These are the things you have to do and you won't die. So, I mean, he lays it out pretty, pretty clearly, if you think about it. 
Uh, yeah, but I mean, the whole thing is, is that there's no like happy medium in punishment. Like, it's not like, oh, you will have to do 50 laps around the temple. Nope, it's just you fuck up, you die. I mean, this is like the worst game show ever. So that's it for this week. You want to get a little sneak peek for next week? Yeah, what are we covering next week? Some people are going to die next week. Uh-oh, and this is different from this week? I mean, you had 250 people and then 15,000. Named people. Oh, named people. God, Important main, people. Main fucking characters are main dying. Main characters are dying. You Do we remember? Is this The Walking Dead? <laughs> that's not funny, even though I just <laughs> <laughs> So, do we all remember Miriam, Moses' sister? She's going to knock off, right? Yep. Um, the Israelite people are going to start bitching again. This time it's because they don't have water. We're going to have some more face down up ass upness going on. Um, Moses and Aaron are punished, and we're going to find out why next week. Um, you want a big spoiler? Oh, maybe. Aaron dies. <gasps> Not Aaron! Yep. Uh, they get into a battle with the Canaanites. We get into snake handling. Oh, snake handling. Yes. Um, and it's funny. They also erect a bronze snake. They, wait. So first it was a gold cow. Now it's a bronze snake. Yeah. Are they going to worship the snake? Um, no. Oh, okay. No, God asks them to do this. Build me a bronze snake mm-hmm. so I can fuck my ass with it. Uh, what else are we gonna come across? Um, we got some more war, some more some more battles here going along. Um, some more defeat. Well, I mean they defeat people. So Israelites Israelites are starting to defeat people, so that's good, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway, that's what we're gonna get into next week. Well, awesome. I can't wait to get into that. I mean, for name people to die. I mean yeah. that, this is gonna be interesting. It's like the Hunger Games. <laughs> Anyways, heathens, I hope that you l- enjoyed this particular episode. Um, uh, what the one question that I would like to know down in the comments below is: What kind of things do you think would possess God to shove a fireball up your ass? <laughs> There are a lot of things to choose from. Well, yeah, I mean, in the Bible, we have the examples of using the wrong fire or, you know, just doubting somebody or... Standing too close to somebody else. Yeah, so I'm I'm wanting to know down below what you think God would shove a fireball up a guy's ass for. Uh, It could be for pleasurable things or for punishment, (laughs) which could also be pleasure, I guess. But, okay, so I I get punishment for pleasure... I don't get how fireballs being shoved up someone's ass could ever be fun. Answer that in the comments below. (laughs) We'll see you heathens later. Don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all.